The Lowell Green Podcast is brought to you by Shield Furniture and Appliances in Packingham. See shields.ca. If, um, if I appear to be a little bit more cranky today than usual, let me give you my excuse. And it's a good one. I had physio yesterday. My favorite uh, lady, I call her the little torturer. Uh, <laughs> she's been visiting our household since I had two new knees many years ago. So she's become like almost a member of the family. But uh, she doesn't come bearing, you know, great tidings of great joy. No, no, it's twist this and turn that. And why aren't you doing this? And anyway, it's... Um, can I be very honest with you, John? Of course. Damn sore. <laughs> I don't doubt it. The way you've talked about it, in fact, off the air, the way you've talked about her in the past, I erroneously, although perhaps accurately, uh, asked if you have had a physio with your dominatrix yet. And you were very quick to point out, no, 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 no. <laughs> I call it the little torture. That's she it. Laughs. That's it. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a little, but it's all in a good cause, or at least so they say. Anybody that's gone through this, you, you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. <laughs> they, do, they're, they're, the, they are miracle workers, though. They really are. Well, I'm going to tell you, if you don't do it, then uh, you probably will never be 100% right. I agree. Uh, not that I've ever been 100% right to start with. but um, Your word's not mine, <laughs> sir. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my, my question today are, are one of them. What does concern you? I was a little surprised yesterday. Um, I spent a fair amount of time trying to convince listeners that the high cost of food was the number one concern. Not too many people were buying that. We had a few people uh, express a little bit of concern. But, but very clearly, while the, the high cost of food, the high cost of living is beginning to bother some people, uh, it doesn't appear to be of major concern as of yet. I suspect that given time, it will become more of a concern. So uh, I think it's a valid question then of say, okay, listen, if the high cost of living, food, etc., is not the number one concern, what is? What, what, or is there anything that's, that's really concerning you? Because um, a lot of Canadians seem quite content with the path that we're taking here. I see all kinds of danger signals, but uh, I seem to be pretty lonely here sometimes in that. Um, so if, if the high cost of, of living is not really a major concern, what, what does worry you? Now, the government believes, and is spending most of its time and our money, uh, believes that the number one concern for everybody is climate change. I'm not sure if that's true with the bulk of Canadians. I, I don't know. Maybe the more recent storms in BC and now on the East Coast are convincing more and more people that we've got to do more. I, I, I don't know, and I don't really know what else we can do here except just keep, I guess, tacking on more carbon tax. But so if, if, it's, if it's not global warming, well, if it is, I, I, what, what is what's really concerning you? Um. Uh, the, the, the uh, actually, it's it's very interesting because one of the ways to gauge what's really concerning people or uppermost on people's minds is you throw out a topic. 
I used to do this in CFRA for many years, and you, you very quickly begin to find out what's really bothering people. And there's one topic you can, you can throw out on this program, and Rob Snow tells me the same thing over there on 1310, and that is vaccines. He, all he's got to do, and all I have to do, is just mention the word vaccines, and the lines just light up like a Christmas tree. Uh, so maybe it's, uh, it's still vaccines and, and COVID that's, uh, that's of greater concern. I'm going to tell you, um, it, I, it, I tell you, it concern. I can't say that it's the number one concern, but boy, I tell you, it's still a great concern. And now I don't know if you have noticed, but there is a new variant now that has cropped up and is apparently just rampaging through some parts of South Africa. And I remember saying, I guess almost, well, maybe a year ago, that you know what, that it's inevitable that sooner or later one of these variants is going to be immune to the vaccines. We're going to have to come up with a with a new kind of vaccine to deal with it. Whether whether this new variant in, in Africa is that new one, I don't know. But um, that if that's of major concern to you, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Um, one of the concerns I have is the United States. There's no question that, I mean, the United States... The American people, for the most part, are, are good friends of ours. But boy, increasingly, they are not good friends, particularly with Joe Biden. I, you know, I'm, I don't know about you. I mean, I wasn't crazy about Donald Trump. I mean, the, the guy was a madman. But when it comes to treating Canada, I'll, I'll take Donald Trump's treatment of Canada over Joe Biden's any day. I don't know if you've been following this or not, but the latest thing is the United States has now banned the importation of potatoes from PEI. This is a $100 million plus business in PEI, tiny little province. This is a major blow to the economy of Prince Edward Island. Uh, they've banned the, the importation of potatoes. Uh, they've doubled the duties <laughs> on softwood lumber. Uh, softwood lumber is one of Canada's major export. I mean, we don't have that. Now that, that uh, we can't get much of our oil to market, Softwood lumber, along with other agricultural products, is one of the, the few export products that we have. The China, as you know, has pretty well banned the importation of canola, been a major blow. Uh, banned the importation of park, a major, uh, pork, major blow to Canadian farmers. And now uh, the United States has doubled the import duties on softwood lumber, which is going to, if not destroy the softwood lumber industry, is going to cripple it. But the biggest danger that I can see is Joe Biden's Buy America First policy regarding automobiles. There is great fear, and I was talking to Doug Ford's office just the other day on this. There is great fear that this is going to cause irreparable damage to the Canadian auto industry, which is, now that we don't have much of an energy industry left, is, I guess, today the auto industry is probably the number one manufacturing industry that we have in this country. And they are deadly afraid that this is going to create serious problems. So serious, as you know, one of the things that Doug Ford did was he said, look, we're not going to give any more rebates on the purchase of electric cars. If you can afford a $120,000 Tesla, the taxpayer shouldn't have to give you any money back. But now he is hedging on this and says, you know what? If this action by Joe Biden uh, really takes a hold up here, we, we may have to change our policy and do something to encourage the purchase of more electric vehicles. Because the fact of the matter is, when they dropped the rebates, 
the purchase of electric and hybrid vehicles in this province dropped precipitously. So that's that's one of the concerns. But but for you, o- overall, um, are are you are you content with the direction that the country is taking? And <clears throat> one of the reasons that I ask this, it's very clear that the direction, the path this country is taking in the next four years is more left than we have ever seen this country go before. How do I know this? Well, at the very first opportunity, our old friend Jagmeet Singh. Now, a lot of people really like Jagmeet. A lot of women find him attractive. Young young women in particular find the guy really sexy. So he, he has a lot of support. But at the first, first opportunity he had to back Trudeau, He's done so. The, <laughs> Trudeau has advanced, as, as you know, and now they have passed a bill which essentially says that when times get tough, the liberals can just run and hide. I think it was somebody in the block who said they're, they're, they've become groundhogs, got a problem, and they're just going to you know, head down a hole someplace. Uh, it's, it's, it, what, it, what it essentially says is, is that until now until June, um, members of parliament don't have to show up in Parliament, okay, you can do it. You can, you can, you can do your duty to the Canadian people in your jammies from your home. Please don't be naked like a couple of the Liberals wear. But and then you, you understand. So what what they are saying is is that you don't have to show up in Parliament. I mean, here we are with some grave crises. We've still we've still got the pandemic. We've got a faltering economy. We've got uh, you know new strains of COVID breaking out. We've got this situa- terrible situation on the West Coast, et cetera, et cetera. And what's, what's the Liberals' response? What's Trudeau's response to this? Ah, oh, well, it's too dangerous. You know what he says? He says it's too dangerous to have members attend Parliament. Now, you've got to be double vaccinated in order to be in Parliament. When they're there, when they're not speaking, they have to be masked. It seems to me to be one of the safer places. Here is Trudeau. Yeah, I, I love this guy. This, this guy. Yeah, you know what? I, I swear to God that he could go out and, and kick a hundred puppies and people would still love him. They would blame the puppies for getting in his path. But he, he called an election, which requires, you know, large numbers of people to get together, et cetera, et cetera, during the fourth wave of the pandemic. He wasn't worried about that. He wasn't worried about that spreading the pandemic. No, no. He took hundreds of, of, of his cronies with him to attend all sorts of unmasked large groupy meetings in Rome and again in Glasgow. That was no problem. No, he wasn't spreading it there. But <laughs> in Parliament, oh, yeah, this is this is really so so dangerous that we're, we're going to allow our members to stay at home. So the, at the first opportunity, now, you know, Jagmeet Singh very bravely, one of them, oh, we're not going to, no, we're not going to sign any agreement. Baloney. They're kissy face. The two of them are kissy face, kissy ass. I mean, it's unbelievable. The first chance Singh had, to uh, to stand up to the liberals, he he sided with them and voted with the liberals. So now we have parliament where people, you know, that, that that last year there were times, honest to God, when there was only one liberal in the house. How the, how the hell can the opposition parties do their job when there's only one liberal to answer all of the questions, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? That's the kind of nonsense that we're going to see 
uh, for the next four years, apparently. And it will be four years, because for four years, we're going to have the most left-wing government. Essentially, what we're going to have is a, a socialist government here, of an extremely left-wing liberal and an extremely left-wing socialist NDP joining forces. Rob's on the phone. Uh, Rob's been hanging on for a while. Rob, what's on your mind here, sir? Hey, well, yeah, so number one concern for me, and, and I kind of segue from what you just said, uh, for me, the biggest concern now is what I see as just erosion of democracy in this country. And, you know, I can see, I probably hear people saying, oh, you're being melodramatic or whatever. You know, this is Canada. But I'll run down a few quick examples, and you tell me if I'm nuts or if I shouldn't be concerned, because I'm really starting to question Justin Trudeau's is even his commitment to democracy. And I'll give you a few examples of why, why I say that. So he said he wanted to have a first he was going to end the first past the post elections. And right up until the point when he realized that he couldn't get a system that would pretty much guarantee liberals forever. Uh, SNC Lavalin, I mean, he has no regard whatsoever for an independent prosecute, prosecution, which is key, key to democracy. Subsidizing news medias, a bill to police the internet. Uh, he tried to pass a bill that would give him unchecked spending. For two full years, uh, he shuts down Parliament at a, at a moment's notice. Like He just doesn't care at all about whether we even have a Parliament in this country ruled from his doorstep for 18 months. I mean, uh, yeah. am I crazy? I mean, uh, to me, that's my concern. Like, what is happening to democracy in this country? Uh, you're not crazy. Uh, you, you've hit, I think, point after point, and there are there are several others. Um, and, and one of the things, too, that uh, just to add to your argument, he has surrounded himself with some, I, I believe, very undemocratic supporters. Uh, this guy, Gilbo, I think is one of the most dangerous, dangerous members of parliament ever elected to any government. This guy is, a, is an out-and-out radical socialist. This guy, if he, if he had his druthers, would shut down all oil and gas production, probably shut down most mining, and I am beginning to worry about agriculture. There's there's now increasing pressure uh, for us not to, not to allow cows. You know that the cows with methane and so forth are creating to, to global warming. Uh, and, and by the way, and he's got some other members that are surrounding him here. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I think your your concerns are absolutely valid. And there are many other examples as well. I mean, they tried to pass legislation which essentially would would ban this my show here. In fact, that is still pending. Yes, a, 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 you know, a bill that would essentially uh, allow the liberals to censor all forms of internet broadcast, which would include me. So I no, you're not crazy. You're not nuts. You're far from it, sir. And I thank you so much. You know what? God bless you. Sometimes I'm going to be honest with you, Rob. Sometimes when I'm pounding away here, <clears throat> I'm thinking, you know, maybe I'm just out to line. Maybe I'm just too damn old for this. Maybe I've just seen too much and have become too cynical. And then I get calls like yours and they restore them. And they say, you know what? There are some other people out there who see some of the things that I do. And what I, one of the things, too, and I've said this, is we've got four years to look forward to the most left-wing government the most socialist government this country has ever, ever seen. And I am not sure, Rob, I'm not sure if that's really what people want. I'm not sure if people really voted for a liberal NDP coalition. 
they in the end they did but i'm not sure if that's what they intended thank you rob thank you so much sir thank you uh got got to take a moment here for for shields um listen everybody these days is concerned about money it may not be as concerned as as some others about the cost of living but we're all trying to save a few dollars and this is one of the reasons why i really advise people to at least give shields a call in many ways, when you're certainly when you're dealing with appliances, you may be able to self save yourself not only delay in delivery, but you may be able to save yourself a few dollars. They have some very good sale prices. Shields has been around a long time, since 1947. They understand how business works. They understand how they've got to be competitive. So they watch the market very, very closely. And if you see their prices, you will see that they are paying attention. And if look, if you can if if they can match a price let alone beat another price. They can match your price, but give you a better, faster delivery, and it's a local company, why would you not deal with them? Why? Why would you deal with a big master chain, you know, where money goes to the United States or China or the Cayman Islands or whatever? Why not, if, if everything else is equal or almost equal, why not give the business to a local company? And Shields is since 1947 up there in Pakenham. Uh, John, any uh, any emails or texts coming in here? We have a lot of comments. Um, and also, Rob, by the way, I'm not sure if you're seeing the comments that we're posting on Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitch, etc. but a lot of people saying, you, sir, are not nuts. You are spot on. A lot of support for your call, Rob. So thank you for calling the show. This just in, by the way, Lowell, moments ago, Canada now banning visitors from Southern a African nations due to troubling new variants. Ontario with 927 new cases, 47 new cases today. In yeah, this was, uh, and well, you know, oh, tool i've been highly critical of o'toole and still am in some regards but uh the this two or three last two or three days this guy has really shone and this this is o'toole he jumped all over this and demanded that we shut down travel uh from from places in south africa with this new variant and for the first time really it would appear that somebody in the liberal government is paying attention we all remember what happened last time i mean you know the flights were still coming in from china uh, weeks, if not months, after the outbreak. Go ahead, John. Uh, you were wondering if you were still relevant. Here's a comment from Dylan watching on YouTube. I'm on the younger side of the scale, early 20s, and I love your show. Watch it every day. You've still got it, lol. So there you go. All right, some of the comments coming in on other social media platforms. Christine says, I am most concerned with the overall economy in Canada with the collapse of the oil industry. Uh, Terry's upset because he can't get the Beatles documentary on Disney Plus. Um, <laughs> this is what matters, man. <laughs> on Twitch. Okay, go ahead. On Twitch, apparently we're concerned. A prime minister that only cares about his own narrow agenda and not what concerns the greater population. Uh, Dean says, I predict Justin Trudeau will ban all flights from countries with the new variants. Well, there you go. One month after all the countries have done it, and by then it'll be too late. Hmm. Satan's Playmate. He's hanging out with you here, Lowell. Isn't that nice? Satan's playmate. Some drugs are being priced above what any insurance will cover, and Trudeau is pushing his reset, and it will be survival of the fittest. Kathy says our country is crumbling under Trudeau, and with the lost, uh, with the cost of living, pardon me, going way up, we're looking at more and more poverty. That is her concern. Lori on Facebook says I'm worried about the future of our grandchildren. For our grandchildren, what will be left for them? Rents are out of hand. They need gas to drive to the job, and robots will be taking over those jobs. And Chris well, says... Well, somebody's got to make their robots. 
<laughs> robots can make robots, can't they, Lowell? Uh, uh, well, maybe partially. Chris says, Prime Minister and his posse of clowns have left Canada flapping in the wind. We are done for. I'm off to get more comments while you... No, but, but uh, what I'm looking for is something more, more specific. Because don't forget, I mean, most of the thrust, most of the energy and money that this government is spending right now is aimed towards one thing, and that is global warming. Uh, this is one of the re- well, the main reason why we have inflation, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, he, he believes, Trudeau believes, the liberals believe, and the NDP believes that, uh, that global warming is number one, is the number one concern of most Canadians. I'm not sure if that's true, and so far we're, we're not getting that. So if, if, you, if in your replies, I, I appreciate them all, you could be a bit more specific. It's, you know, just to simply say, well, it's a crumbling. What is, what is bothering you the most? Is it, Rob says, the, the, the lack of democracy? The fact that, that members of parliament won't have to show up? Is it the economy? Is it the, the collapse, uh, the, the, the dist- attempted destruction of our energy industry? Is it, the, is it the attack by the Americans, by Joe Biden, on our industries? Folks, just, let me just go through this once again. I mean, you know, we have to make something and we have to sell something in this country or we're in, we're, we're a Venezuela. The United States was a major purchaser of PEI potatoes finished. That's a multi hundred million dollar business and a tiny little province, but the United States just banned the purchase softwood lumber, probably that industry. I mean, the, the duties had, has been doubled. Uh, whether they can continue to to export softwood lumber into the United States. And don't forget, the United States is our number one trading partner by a long shot. One of the reasons is we can't get oil to any other place, okay? So the United States is by far our number one trading partner. But if we can't trade to the United States, if we can't sell our soft lumber, softwood lumber to the United States, can't sell our potatoes, uh, we can't sell our, our, our meat, then like, and, and if we... We can't manufacture automobiles. Well, what are we going to do here? What are we going to do? I mean, this is a this is this has been a very rich country, primarily because of our natural resources, agriculture, our, our forests, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But if if the United States is going to shut down, not going to become our number one customer, who is China? Go ahead, John. Uh, Karen is on Facebook. She says, I'm staying home because this is not over. People should be living the same as March 2020. The world has changed. Lowell technologies bring everyone together, even if you don't like it. Look at this show. We get to hear and see your show in a completely different way now. Uh, Carolyn just chimed in on Facebook. She says, why doesn't the government give credits to companies that are creating technology to deal with CO2? Like, Thank you. Yeah. Like that that's working in Iceland and Greenland, and you've often referenced what's happening there. In fact, I have. That's, that's, that's one of my topics I've got today, is that all of the thrust, not just in Canada, but it seems to me around the world, all the thrust seems to be, well, we've got to shut down industries, we've got to shut down transportation, we've got to stop producing so much CO2. But there, there, the other side of this is we now, we, well, for years, we've been able to capture CO2 out of the air, and we now have means of, uh, and in fact, a number of industries are doing this, storing CO2 well underground, where it will eventually turn to stone. Uh, MIT, Berkeley University, doing very advanced experiments. And in the case of MIT, and I deal with this in my latest book, got a whole chapter on it, for goodness sake. MIT has discovered a manner of extracting CO2 from the air. CO2 is just a weak acid, okay? 
It's not nothing magical. It's just a weak acid. They, so MIT can extract MI, uh, CO2 from the air, the atmosphere, and turn it into a fuel which can be used to power jet engines without creating any emissions. It seems to me that, yes, try and, and cut down emissions without taxing people to death, but at the same time, let science and technology deal with this issue of, okay, once we've created this, and we're always going to have to create CO2, or we're going to just go back to the Stone Age. So let, let turn science and technology loose on methods of extracting larger amounts more economically and converting it either to a useful fuel or simply burying it. I, I just don't understand why all the emphasis is only on the one direction. Uh, John, go ahead, please. From Facebook, Murray says, they are scamming you and have for decades. And then he follows up to say, who has screwed our country more than David Honda? What the hell is that? You know what? If you're going to if you, if you're going to take the time to text me, just try to make a little bit of sense. Who the hell is David Honda? I don't know. I just read them oh, all. You know I, what? You're just being a smart ass. You know what? Get lost. And, Take a hike. And says, you know what, sir? Sir, let me just say this, sir, mm -hmm, okay? Mm -hmm. If you have a hat, please put it on. Just start walking any direction until a hat starts to float. Go ahead, John. Anne says it's all of the above, Lowell. If we can't afford to live on this planet, what does climate change matter? Cheryl says, all of the above, Lowell. You hit it dead on. I hate that our prime minister and his groupies are or have no interest in ordinary people, only concerned what benefits his buddies. Uh, thanks for clarifying, says Patricia. Not sure what she's referring to there. Rick says, after cataloging all the potential worries closing in on us, there's no need to pick a winner. They will all conspire to hurt us while the liberal government remains intellectually crippled. Let me see here. Former conservative leader Scheer talked about Canada using tech to combat climate problems, but Trudeau, in his lack of wisdom, won't do it. Only interested in carbon taxing the average Canadian. And it's not just, yeah, that's... It it's, it's not, uh, it really puzzles me because some of the finest minds you would think are at work at this. And you would think that they, they would start to realize, you know what, there's, there's two answers here. There's mitigating the emissions itself. And then there's the capturing of the emissions and turning it into something useful or benign. But they're, they're only dealing with the one side of it, the one half of it. Uh, I, I've often wondered if the real thrust behind this is not so much global warming, but to destroy the capitalist system. I, I mean, the left wing wants socialism. They, they don't like capital. They don't like free enterprise. And there's no better way to shut down free enterprise than tax it into, into oblivion. Go ahead, John. Here's a text at 613-413-2217. Hi, Lowell. Yes, we're ticked off about inflation, carbon tax, high gas prices, etc. Mostly about the impossibility to get a fair chance at equitable elections, says Bruce listening in Harrow. Okay. Uh, let me see. Where are, uh, Chrissy asks, where are we on the pipeline story, David Suzuki? I hear no mention in the news. <laughs> Well, uh, David Suzuki, as you know, suggested that pipelines would be blown up. Um, uh, apparently, uh, apparently, the freighters bringing oil from uh, from Saudi Arabia—they're safe. But pipelines in Canada—they're going to be blown up. These people are beautiful, aren't they? This this guy's a multimillionaire. He's made millions and millions of dollars on this, scaring the hell out of us. But you know, but anyhow, he he has a a kind of apologize. <clears throat> apologized and suggested that uh, he really doesn't want to see pipelines blown up but it, it really it really begs the question 
Uh, why the emphasis on pipelines, which are by far the safest method of shipping oil, but no concern about these big tankers coming up to St. Lawrence? It's And, and by the way, uh, and how about trains? You know what? Uh, a lot of people forget. What was it? 46 people that died in Lake Megantic when a train laden with oil exploded and caught fire? Folks, that train was bearing American oil. That train was coming from North Dakota. It was going to the Irving Refinery in New Brunswick, which is where Energy East, the pipeline, was supposed to have gone. If we had had the pipeline going through as we wanted to do, we would not have had that train carrying carrying oil, and 46 people would be alive today. It, it, sometimes you just look at the situation and you say, why why can I see this, but others don't? I don't know. Go ahead, John. An email from Lisa. The email address, by the way, is lowell at blasttheradio.com. She says, Lowell, unfortunately, I am foretelling a really bad recession looming in the not-too-distant future. And another text here at 613-413-2217 asking, have you seen the Facebook uh, presentation by RCMP officer Daniel Buford? Pandemic corruption in Ottawa? Question mark. Pandemic corruption in Ottawa. What the hell is that? I don't know, but please please send us the link, and, and, and I'll make sure I get that to Lowell. Uh, Have you noticed one thing, though, John? We're on, go ahead. We got another one? No, there? no, no. Go ahead. I was just going to say, if you noticed one thing, the government says that the number one concern is global warming, and all of the, all of the texts, so forth, I haven't had one person say that global warming is their <laughs> number one concern. Touche. Yep. Very interesting. Very interesting. Thank you all. Have a good weekend, John. Uh, doing anything exciting this weekend? Going to take the dog for a trot? I will take the dog for a trot, as I always do. That is benefiting me. I stepped on the scale for the first time in a long time this morning. Um, so, yes. But, no, my plan this weekend is... Hold I, it, hold I, it, hold I, it. Was, yeah. was the scale kind to you? It was very kind to me, is what I'm saying. Okay, good. There you good. go. Uh, uh, but uh, my hope is, and I've been saying it for weeks, but this weekend it has to get done. This studio is being renovated. That's my weekend plan. That's the constant threat. Thank you all. We'll be back Monday. The Lowell Green Show is seen and heard live around the world at 2 p.m. Eastern. Connect with us online at blasttheradio.com slash Lowell Green. Can't join us live? Download the Lowell Green podcast. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. Ask your smart speaker to play the Lowell Green podcast. This is a production of BlastTheRadio.com.